Well, I guess we should have uh, seen that coming, although I am a little bit surprised because, honestly, I thought we were doing so well. Vaccines mandated, but to get vaxxed, how long will it take? HSK5 entrance ticket is now available, no vaccine required, and the more I read, the easier, it's get, easier it gets. Although, who knows, if there's new cases in Yanqing, will the test still go ahead next week? Thursday, July 7th, 2022. I'm Steven Sersky. Folks, well, how are you doing? Hope you're doing well out there. And yes, uh, news today just broke. Uh, apparently, this came out at a conference yesterday. The 307,000th uh, conference on the pandemic measures taken by the government, uh, in which they said, going forward, starting on July 11th, which is Monday, you will need to show proof of vaccination to enter some areas. Some areas being museums, galleries, uh, things, anywhere where basically it seemed like there was any entertainment venue where a lot of people would gather. Now, it didn't mention restaurants and it did not mention shopping malls. So, at least for the time being, things are okay. Not too much of a panic. However... We don't know how these Baal'an, these kind of grumpy guardsmen that uh, sit at the gates, smoke all day and bark at people, uh, how are they going to implement the rules? I mean, they're going to be told one thing, they're going to do another thing, and we're going to cry about another thing altogether. So, yes, vaccines are now mandated, uh, at least in Beijing. I was inquiring whether it, was, it would be the same outside of the city. And I asked one guy I know in Sanya, and he's like, nah, there's nothing here. <laughs> uh, no one checks for masks, vaccinations, uh, NAT tests, nothing. Uh, it's pretty much open. I'm like, oh, wow. It did come to mind that maybe, just maybe, although I don't want to leave Beijing, I might have to leave Beijing. Interesting thought. I mean, given the fact that I work from home, technically I could work from anywhere, right? Right? Uh, we'll see. Still need to, uh, I guess the requirements would be you need two shots. So that would be, um, yeah, and I guess it's going to be the uh, the ones that show up on the health kit are the Chinese ones. So that would be the uh, Sinopharm and the Sinovac vaccinations not the foreign ones now the foreign ones uh you can get a uh, vaccination booklet to prove your vaccination status and this thing i've actually um i've had one of these before like my, by no means am i anti-vax i i've gotten more vaccinations pumped through my veins than i can count to tell you the truth uh rabies had that one uh jaxed vaxed into uh my veins in vietnam and laos uh, that was a that's a five-shot booster. <laughs> um, the uh, Japanese encephalitis, I think I got that one as well. There's the yellow flu you also have to get uh, a shot for. Um, if you're going to go down to, I think it's Brazil or is it Mexico? And also Africa. You have to approve vaccination for just about most parts of the continent, unless you go to Egypt, I think. Or, and like Saudi Arabia, Egypt, those you don't need. By anywhere in West Africa, which is where I was planning on going, you need to have that uh, uh, vaccination. Now, m that vaccination, 
uh, has expired. That was a 10-year vaccination. These vaccinations for um, this thing that's still plaguing the world, is they, apparently they only last for a couple of months, uh, particularly the, the Chinese versions. They, they don't last very long. Uh, the U.S. ones, the American ones, they last longer, I think, but none of them are protecting against the variants. Now, call up whatever conspiracy theory you want about, you know, this This is Biofarm's way of making money and mind control and everything. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> All I know is that uh, now it's gotten just a little bit more inconvenient to live in Beijing, and a little bit more inconvenient to live in China, and just a little bit more of going... I need to set up something online a little bit more stable and I might need to start looking at other places to go. Hmm. Not that I want to leave China, not that I want to leave Beijing, but I didn't want to leave in 2017 either and that happened. So anyway, uh, there are some people, uh, some Chinese people who don't have the vaccine, uh, to tell you the truth. I mean, they, they talk about the vaccination numbers here in China, here in Beijing, Shanghai, and everything. There are people that I've met, and they're like, no, I'm not vaccinated. Or they only have one shot because they got the first shot, and, they're like, and they got sick, or they like their arm was really sore or something, and so they're like, I'm not doing that again. <laughs> got the minimum, and that was, like, I guess the minimum's now two, but they got one shot. They're like, nah, not doing it again, so... Uh, that being the case, if I wanted to get vaccinated, it's not like I can just rock on up and get vaxxed. Uh, you got to make an appointment, and the waiting list is apparently pretty long. So, oh uh, yeah. I mean, if Jing A or Starbucks needed proof of vaccination, I might have an issue. If shopping malls needed proof of vaccination, I might have an issue. But I don't go anywhere. The bars have been shut for the last three, four months. If I've eaten any bar food, it's been order in. And in terms of going out anywhere, the last time I went out, like actually away from my apartment for an extended period of time in one day was a couple of weeks ago when I went to go pick up a book and then uh, me and the girlfriend went to the Starbucks Reserve store in, uh, uh, at near Beijing SKP because we're told it was a really fancy one. So we're like, let's go check it out. And there was no one in there. <laughs> Very few people in there. So that was like the farthest I've gone. Not going to cinemas. Oh, I went to go see the new Batman movie like months ago. We don't go to, movie, we don't go to see movies anymore. I mean, the one place I wanted to go was the National Art, no, sorry, the National Museum. Uh, near Tiananmen Square. Now that's going to require vaccination, proof of vaccination. Well, maybe I don't go. <laughs> Forbidden City? Uh, yeah, it would have been nice to see it one more time, but, uh, you know, I've been there actually a couple times already. I think I could look up the photos. Great Wall. Why? <laughs> it's a wall. <laughs> uh, yes. So we'll see. I guess it's... Uh, I guess actually the one pressing one that I, that I actually uh, when when this news came out, especially the July 11th start of this, is actually my test next week. So that's right. Uh, next week I do have my HSK five paper based written test, July 16th, uh, which I'm taking a break from my studies right now to uh, 
work on this uh, to record this episode. Uh, I just got the entrance ticket today. And it says, doesn't doesn't mention anything about vaccination, but it does say you do need a negative NAT test within 48 hours. So I'm like, okay, well that that much I can arrange, not an issue. So uh, now if they require vaccination and then they offer no refunds, I'll be pissed. That would actually irk me quite a bit and might actually cause me to sort of say, well, do I really need to take this test anyway? If you get what I'm saying. It might, I might have a little bit of a reaction saying, well, if that's the case, why would I bother jumping through these hoops? Right. So it's a, a good question, but so far, no vaccination proof is required for uh, getting into the test next week. But yes, as I mentioned before, um, there are a few cases in Yanqing where I was actually thinking about going uh, in a in a couple weeks, that's all, that's not going to happen now because it's a the whole district is flagged because of two cases. The whole district is flagged. You're going okay. Well, things like this. You're kind of going. Why two people, two cases? How bad was it? I mean, can we just all take our chances? I mean, or you know, I, I guess not. Zero COVID. This doesn't seem like dynamic zero COVID. It seems a little bit more than that, to tell you the truth. On the upshot, Chinese preparations getting easier. The more I read, the more it seems to, uh, what do you call, reinforce the characters I've learned, the words I've learned, um, even the grammar structures I'm learning. One thing I've noticed a lot more in my readings are the measure words. Yi kao, yi tao, yi xiang, yi tao. Uh, e, like e of course, um, but the different eger for animals, the different measure words that are used to distinguish uh, how many items of one particular set, uh, that I've noticed is a lot easier, a lot more noticeable in my, in my reading. Um, some of the some of the words that I'm seeing in the HSK five word list that I'm going through are popping up in this uh, interview book, obviously. I mean, this seems like a very obvious thing to say, but they're sticking, right? So I'm, I'm reading this book, and I'm able to understand what the guy's talking about because so much more, so many more of the characters are not unfamiliar to me. They're not unknown. This is a positive step. This is a good thing. Uh, now, whether or not this continues on through the HSK-5 test, we'll see. Uh, but uh, certainly it's a step in the right direction and uh, something that uh, I'm happy with the progress so far. And I was thinking, you know, the more I'm using this, uh, how can I make this more routine? It's not like I'm going to start reading the newspaper. Uh, and I'll tell you, even reading the news in Chinese, I read so slow in Chinese that staring at my cell phone is still very difficult, like in that sort of concentrated, focused way. I also can't speed read through Chinese. Like, I mean, you do this in English without even thinking of it. I mean, do you actually read word for word what an article says? No. I mean, you literally glance down, you pick out the important things, but I can't do that with Chinese. Chinese, I do that, and it's like, oh, yeah, that character I know, that character I know. Oh, those two characters make a word. No idea what I just read. You know, no idea what I just skimmed or scanned or whatever, right? 
that is high level reading abilities. That's research level um, uh, reading abilities. Basically, where you're able to skim an article or to scan it very quickly and understand what uh, what it's about. Uh, and it's particularly useful uh, when you are doing things like research at a university level, sort of thing. So. Not able to do that just yet, which means paper books are easier to uh, not just read, uh, not just easier on my eyes for reading, but also to, of course, look up the characters that I don't know. Newspapers, still a little bit difficult, uh, not entirely, yeah, and they, you know, they leave the newsprint on your hands, of course, uh, which I think sometimes makes me a little bit allergic. Guomin, which is I just learned this. Guomin is allergies, um, and uh, Guo is like uh, Guola make kan Guo sort of thing, and the Nin is a different character. I don't. This is a new one for me, uh, but uh, you know, I'm not gonna. I'm not buying a newspaper subscription. I don't need that around here. Uh, plus, what would it really t teach me anyway, right? Uh, I do have a bunch of other books I want to get through anyway, so I've got a lot of Chinese reading material to get through, uh, so uh, nothing lacking in that department. A few TV shows would be great, like, or documentaries or something of interest, um, like on something to watch, kind of like um, how I'd go to YouTube to learn something. Where and what would I want to learn in Chinese and where would I get it? I mean, people talk about Billy Billy. Uh, they they say it's the, the YouTube of China. I go, first of all, why would you call it the YouTube of China? Isn't it its own unique entity? Uh, and second of all, um, what do you learn on that platform that you can't learn on YouTube in Chinese? I know YouTube is blocked in China. Yes, that much is apparent. I understand. Um, I kind of wonder why there isn't a YouTube, YouTube China. There is a translate.google.cn. So they have their translation of it. Uh, uh, engine available, um, but uh, they don't have a YouTube.cn just yet, I guess. Uh, I guess they just still won't throw in that towel on uh, selective uh, viewership, we could call it, right? All that being said, uh, oh, nice little, uh, did you hear that? That is the door slamming. This is one thing I don't think I'll miss about China, should I leave. It's one thing that I know if I heard someone in Canada do this, I'd, I'd, I'd probably lose it. I mean, it's like, do you have to let your door slam that hard? I remember my dad getting at, like, screaming at me. Don't let that thing slam. Be gentle. It's going to break. You know, you're not going to be the one who fixes it. It was you know, going on with that. Now, I know these doors, they're made a lot different than... Uh, the house that I grew up in. These doors are, I mean, basically are meant to withstand bullets. Uh, they're, they're, um, they're not solid, but they're basically steel doors, heavy steel doors. Not not like radiation center steel doors. We're talking like, uh, not like that lead sort of thing, but they're very heavy. Uh, they're very thick. You can still hear through them, but it's, uh, they... They slam and they shut, and you can hear them. And every time my neighbors leave, there's I, there's at least one guy or girl don't know who just lets the thing rip. And I'm not sure if they're pissed off, and it's like they're sort of passive aggressive way of announcing to the world, um, you know, 
I'm upset about like everything. <laughs> Job sucks, not married, uh, have to pay for why my uh, roommates are causing noise or having sex again. I don't know, something along those lines. Uh, is that what it is? If it is, okay, I understand that. Uh, and I know even for me, actually, uh, my door will slam if I have the windows open and that current of air comes through. And if I don't catch it, it will... Uh, slam pretty loud. Even shutting the door gently, like so, like it clicks and locks, will turn on the lights, the uh, sound-activated lights outside right, in the hallway. So it's just you click it, you push it, and it still reverberates throughout the hallway to turn on the lights. Uh, so these doors are not me meant to be quiet, not at all. Speaking of noise and percussion and making loud noises. I've got 10 percussion ideas for you. So I was thinking, uh, well, working at home today, I was like, you know what? Uh, I had this idea. I'm like, 10 ideas. I was talking about this yesterday with uh, uh, writing down 10 ideas. And I was like, well, I could do the 10 ideas thing. Of course, that'd be a good idea. Or I could do the 10 musical ideas, which is, I did this years ago. Uh, and uh, I kind of repeat this every year with the, the like I did this with the December drumming. I did this with the January projects that I did. Um, and then, of course, variations with the, the video challenges that I've done and stuff like that. So I thought today it would be neat to actually sit down and record the um, percussion ideas that come to me while I'm just sitting around waiting <laughs> for uh, uh, things to happen, basically. Uh, and so I did. And so this is kind of like the office work version of 10 percussive ideas. And uh, like it's literally pens on tables, me, things like this, right? Um, now, this is all done during my break time. So it's, uh, it's, you know, I have to save these ideas if I think of them during a client meeting and then record them later on. Uh, so I think those of you who uh, are privy to the... Uh, setup that we follow here. Uh, I think you're going to have a good laugh at what at what what was recorded and how it was recorded. Uh, but uh, otherwise, if you don't, it's not a problem. It won't take away from your enjoyment uh, of it. And sure enough, uh, well, I, I think these will be inspiring enough. If not, just be like, oh, that's neat. Well, that sounds okay. Uh, but also, it's probably something that you could pull off as well all right and so with that i'm gonna leave it there folks uh i will leave you can listen at the end of this episode the 10 percussive ideas uh what did i call this track this track is called a collection of uh 10 percussive ideas for july 7th 2022 i even ran it through uh this dolby audio uh, dolby on app that i have here and this is sort of like a, a mixing or a, a uh, audio sweetening app. Tell me what you think, if it sounds any good, because this one, the sound files were recorded on my phone, but then I put it through some uh, of these Dolby On modifications, uh, which are very different from the Audio Lab APP modifications that I can do. Uh, so I don't know, does it sound any better? I tried to lower the volume because some of it was a little bit too screechy, a little bit too troubly, uh, in, in my view, in, to my ears. So, uh, uh, hopefully it doesn't uh, disturb you too much in terms of the sharpness of the uh, the audio. Okay, folks, thanks for listening. I appreciate it. Hope you guys are doing well. Show notes, tracks, and vids. These files, MP3 files, are available on my website, stevensersky.com. 
Thanks for listening and enjoy the 10 percussive ideas. We'll talk again. Bye-bye.